it's the next level. Lucky Yates. Hey there, this is Jimmy Simpson. Hello, this is Brad Sherwood. Hi, this is Claire Coffey. This is Andy Daly. Hey there, this is Kevin Durant. Hi, I'm Chris Parnell. Hey, this is DJ Fine. Hey, y'all, this is David Hoffman. You are listening to Level Have Fun. What's up, everybody? Ben back here. And over the course of having this program, I've had the opportunity to speak with a cavalcade of people. Uh, in the world of entertainment and Hollywood, and I've even been lucky enough to become friends with some of them afterwards. But this time I'm doing something a little bit differently. This time around, I've invited someone who I'm already really lucky, I'm really lucky enough to call a friend, and if you've ever met him at any event or any con or anything he's promoting his business, Purvis Games, you'll know he is just as entertaining as anyone else I've ever had on this program before. When it comes to tabletop gaming, he is the chairman of the board game. Please welcome to the spotlight, the one and only Justin Purvis. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here, Ben. Yeah, we've been, this is something you and I have been talking about doing for a while. Forever. And And first and foremost, that was the nicest introduction ever. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem, man. It's all true. And it's, you know, again, we've known each other for a couple of years now. We haven't met each other as in person as many times, but it's possible to become friends over social media now. And that's, you know, what you and I definitely are, but our yeah. first meeting was in person. Absolutely. So we met at, uh, no more, uh, too many games in, in oh, Pennsylvania. My, that was way back in the day. Yeah. That was like our, uh, that was our second year. That was our first big year of doing a whole bunch of conventions. I think if that was that two, was that 2015 or was that 2016? <sighs> I, 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 was actually, I I think it was 2015. Actually, that was it, the very first year of doing it. Yeah, yeah I think it was 2015. Uh, I mean, this is going back to when you had the big blue hair. And, and... I had, yeah, before before uh, before that all shifted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to keep it, but it's way too much, way too much money on product, both oh, God, in keeping imagine. it blue and keeping it up. It was for those of you who haven't met me yet, you can search for me. Oh, it's my picture's not on Facebook anymore. I'll put it back up later. But I had about <laughs> foot and a half tall hair, uh, foot and a half tall blue hair. Blown out like Jimmy Neutron, uh, Johnny Bravo, Ed Grimley. It was awesome because it was whatever it took to get people to stop by the booth and learn about our awesome games. Well, and that was the thing too. Like when we when I was at Too Many Games, that was actually my first ever tabletop tabletop game convention. Because I'm when it comes to the world of tabletop, it's 2019. That was 2015. I was just being introduced to it at that time. I had mm. I had just uh, been asked by um, my group of friends to do Extra Life. Which was oh, all, yeah. all tabletop gaming, so they were like, "Hey, come to too many games. You'll get intro- you'll get to play a lot of games. You'll get introduced to them." So, in essence, you were part of my first ever tabletop gaming experience. In one, meeting you, and two, Movie Buff was the first game I ever bought uh, when it comes to that kind of gaming. Awesome! That so, is such a nice. That's such a sweet thought. Thank you. I, yeah. I appreciate that. We've had so many people over the years. One of the greatest things that. Uh, that keeps us going with this is the, those people that we run into, uh, and they're, it's almost like, I mean, I'm not going to knock being like a celebrity at these things, because I've had people, the last show we did, the end of the year, uh, this past year, where people come up, like, we're your number one fan, we love Movie Buff, <laughs> and they're like, can you sign this for me, we have questions, 
And so it was like we were shutting down the booth. It was the end of the con. We were shutting down the booth. And we spent an hour with these guys going through scenarios of what they had gone through and helping them understand the game, you know, the in-depth, because they had gotten into the, the secondary and third le- uh, levels of gameplay. Uh, but, yeah, I love I love the fact just getting people excited about playing board games or just having fun or something that, that I got to make and people really love. It's, it's genuinely uh, – Heartwarming. So thank yeah. you. So yeah. glad that it was like one of the first games you you, you ever bought. Yeah. You got it to board gaming. And now I'm I'm slowly building my collection. Mainly, yeah. it it's funny too because a lot of my friends have like they go to the gaming stores and stuff like that and mm-hmm. uh and and they buy games and a lot of my friends have a lot of the same games. So it's it's almost impossible now for me to go into a game store look at a game that I like and and get it because chances are one of my friends in the in the group already has it. Yeah. So and now- unless it's one of those things that you really want to have like multiple copies or you're getting like expansions like whether it be like uh so one of our favorite games to play is Betrayal and House on the Hill. Mm-hmm. And then they have Betrayal of Baldur's Gate, which is Betrayal and set in D&D world. Somebody might buy that because it's like let's play Betrayal and let's do a D&D stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, and that's when you got to text your friends and say, "Hey, um do you do you have a uh, do you have movie buff? Do you own it? Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. I can't buy it. Well, now my Hi. big now my big thing is looking at games that are up and coming on Kickstarter. And, oh heck yeah. And looking at like gameplay of them and you know unboxings of them and I've recently in probably like the past 3 weeks I've backed like four games. And yeah, see, <clears throat> this is just a massive addiction you're getting yourself into and it's so hard to kick. Yeah. Cuz it's just, you know, but if you got that group of people, that dedicated group of people to get together and play both new games and old games, that makes it worthwhile because there are so many games sitting on my shelf right now that I'm, I, I love backing on Kickstarter. Love it because it's number one, it's helping my friends when I see them doing stuff, but also just discovering new games that you would never would have thought of getting. Uh, like <laughs> Corey, my wife, she introduced me to this one. She said, this one's called, it's called Good, uh, Good Dog, Bad Zombie. And it's about it's about dogs trying to uh, you know wrangle the humans to central bark and save them from the zombies. And I was like, this is adorable and awesome. Pledged, and yeah. we just got it. We just got it uh, a couple weeks back, and we haven't played it yet because it's normally our group is like eight people that come over, and it's a, like a two to four player game. And so we're saving it for when we have a smaller uh, cast of people over just to hang out. But yeah, just. Getting on there and you see these amazing games and there's so many things that have gone. People have put together like the most amazing games out of nothing, out of nowhere. And you also have the big game companies out there doing their thing on Kickstarter, which is great for them because it really helps them build the, uh, you know, the, the pre-orders and, and generate uh, excitement about the upcoming games. But it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's shifted a lot from when we ran our Kickstarter back in 2014, back when it was the Dreamers. Like it was just, if you have a dream... You get on Kickstarter, you share it, you share your passion, it gets funded if it's good enough. Yeah. Now it's it, now it's literally like Steven Spielberg needed to have directed the video you produced and you know it needed to have gone through WIDA in New Zealand for special effects before you could even bring it to uh, Kickstarter to get on there. So it's tough, but there's so many games that are still doing so well uh, on, uh, on Kickstarter and it's, it's, uh, people are learning the algorithm, learning how to... Uh, really utilize all of their fans and friends and and make some real moves to get their game in front of people yeah and it's it's um one of the funniest parts about it too was we went to as a group we all went to pax unplugged uh Mm -hmm. which was here in philadelphia which is a huge um tabletop gaming convention run by the same people that do new york comic-con which i know you know but just for the audience that doesn't absolutely 
and tell me more about this New York Comic Con. I've never heard of <laughs> And I uh, ended up, I, we, um, I was walking around with one of my friends. There was a big group of us. We were all kind of all over the place. And I ended up sitting down with one of my friends playing a game uh, called Mistborn. And we were talking about, we were like, wow, that was actually a fun play. And we were like, well, why don't we get it? One of us should get it. And I said, you know what? I need to start building my collection. Why don't I pick up the game? So I picked up Mistborn. I, I you know, I... Pull, like popped all the tabs and everything in it like all the tokens everything's ready to go and i remember taking it over to my friend's house which is where we all usually congregate to play and my friend's looking at me like welcome to the world of tabletop gaming and owning a new game you'll get to play that in about six to eight months because it does it takes forever to to introduce a new game to the group because we all just we have that circle of games that we all love playing and but now we've gotten to the point where we'll dedicate like every month or two we get a group together and everybody brings a game that's never been played Mm -hmm. so now we're starting to introduce ourselves to new games and we'll get through like two three four of them in a day which is fantastic so how many how long are you guys when you guys are getting together for that how long how long are you guys spending together uh it, on that day it varies um anywhere from four to eight hours okay good no that's 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 necessary because i'm like because when we have our friends over for game night it's typically you know it starts around seven because you know everyone's getting off of work and we're getting uh the grandparents to take the kid uh for the night and, and then it's you know okay it's seven we've all kind of gossiped and caught up and now let's sit down and play a game then it's 11 o'clock and half the people have to work the next day. It's like, ah, okay, we got three hours in. We played about halfway through our campaign or, you know, we, we learned how to play this game. And that's the other side. Once you bring that new game in, someone needs to know how to play it or get online and watch one of the videos to learn how to play it. So you can kind of stumble your way through that first go through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it when it comes to like Extra Life and things like that, we look forward to Extra Life every year because it's 24 hours straight, 24 plus hours straight because we never yeah. go just 24. And because uh, if we're in the middle of a game at that 24th hour, we keep going. We don't stop. That's good. Yeah, you'd be like, okay, we're done, you know, but we're keeping going. Let's not stop. And we, it's like when people show up at your shop or whatever. And you're like, yeah. hey, come on, we're closing. The din- dinner service is done or whatever. Yeah, and we we kind of thought about it when we were at PAX this year that we were like, you know what, why don't we do this? Like, we don't always have to do it for charity. Why, why don't we just do it every once in a while just to do it? So next month we're actually doing a mini extra life just for ourselves. We're not raising any money or anything. We've just designated a day <laughs> where we're just going to game for a good 15, 20 hours and, nice. uh, you know, over the course of overnight and just have fun with it. Yeah. Are you going to be recording that as well or live streaming or are you just going to be doing it, just getting together off camera? Well, we can. I don't see why we can. I have the equipment to do it. And I've, I've been wanting to do it at extra life every year. It's just that we just get into games so much. Yeah. No, exactly. And you can't, like when you do that, and that's the, that's the both the that's that's the kind of struggle of if you're trying to film stuff, you can't focus if you're especially doing live streaming, you can't focus on your comments coming in because well we're all focusing on the game unless there's somebody solely dedicated sitting on a computer and answering the questions uh, instead of playing the game. Yeah, exactly, and it's um, you know it's just weird. I've been doing extra life for like four years now, and I remember my first year, my buddy has a custom-built video game arcade with, like, thousands upon thousands of games in it. And I remember my first year bringing my consoles and about 80% of the time playing video games uh, because I wasn't familiar with the tabletop stuff. And now, over the court, like, this this last November, uh, it was 100% tabletop. Never even touched video games at all. Good. Um, Good. 
<laughs> There's nothing wrong with video games. We just we have to disconnect and reconnect. So many people spend their entire lives online, like connecting, you know, and there's that anonymity that comes from being able to say anything you want. I mean, you hear about those horror stories of people who get pissed playing the games and then they swat somebody. And I'm like, man, come on, guys, let's be better sports than that. But getting, you know, e- you know, getting in front of someone on a table, you've got to work on your sportsmanship. You got to work on realizing if I'm losing, I can't flip the table over. I can't scream. Yeah. Because you know, then I won't be invited back again. Well, not only that, but I mean, playing when you're sitting in front of a screen for 24 hours, like it's, you're only going to last a good like 10 to 12 before you're finally, you're drained. Yeah. And, you know, sitting at a table amongst people playing an actual physical game in front of you keeps your mind active and. It was so much easier to last the 24 hours playing tabletop games than it was video games. Yeah, especially because, you, like you said, you're, you're, when you're doing video games, you're immersed completely in it. It's all under your control uh, versus, you know, you might get a chance to take a break, stand up, uh, run to the bathroom real quick while somebody else is doing their turn, get a drink, whatever you need to do when you're playing tabletop because it's, it's not solely your responsibility all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, we've been talking a lot about games, but we, you know, I mentioned at the top of the of the show, Purvis Games, which is your company. Um, for those people who are unfamiliar, tell me a little bit about Purvis Games and how it came about. Absolutely. So it was it was uh, Purvis Games was born from the experiences we had while we were tr- uh, getting Movie Buff out there to everybody. We were doing shows. You know, we ran our we ran our Kickstarter in 2014 for Movie Buff. We raised the money to get the first printing done. Then we sold out of that. We 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 created this. We we got the second printing. We got the third printing, and uh, and we're doing tons and tons and tons of conventions and trade shows. And we step we kept meeting other uh, game creators. A lot of independent game creators became friends with them, shared their games. You know, we would we do trade outs. We give them a copy of Movie Buff. They gave us a copy of you know whatever, and we learned we loved their games and we would talk about them anytime we had. And uh, both my wife and I, when we were when we were working through what we wanted to do, we wanted to be able to like help other play people because it would have been such a blessing to have had someone in our life when we first were doing Movie Buff to tell us things like where we should go to get the game manufactured. Uh, you know, just you know the because their first print run was extremely expensive because mm-hmm. we had no idea what we were doing. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to create a company that was focused on the creators of these games, making sure that they were awarded the praise for their game in both in both uh, financial and just you know uh, spiritual everything everything. So like that's why. So we what we basically do is at Purpose Games we take the the creators' games and we take them with us to our sh- to our shows. And we demo the games, and we sell the games, and we have it on the website, and all that stuff. And you know, whenever we make a sale of one of the games, it's in essence like we're uh, a mobile retail shop. We give them uh, wholesale costs for it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like with Movie Buff, it was, it was, you know, Movie Buff sells for twenty five bucks. So we would pay the creator of it twelve fifty, and then we utilize, and we don't take any of the costs of the booths and stuff out of their money. It's all out of our side of, you know, what we get for selling their games and what we get for selling like our own stuff. Um, and so we work with them and we would do videos, we do unboxing videos of the games and little quick tutorials um, to kind of just, you know, and just shout the praises of these awesome games that we've, of creators we've known and met over the years. And that's what we want to do, just get these unknown games into the hands of people to play because 
that's the great thing is when people come over, first thing they do is they come over and they say, hey, do you have such and such common everyday game? And we're like, no, we don't. But I got a game that is very similar to it that you've never heard of and you never knew you always needed. <laughs> Grab it off the shelf and I show it to them. And they're like, oh, my God, yes. Because you could, you know, so many people have come in. Like we have this one game that people compare it to uh, Betrayal on House on the Hill meets Pandemic. Because it's 100, 100% co-op. Everybody works together in order to win the game. But like Betrayal, it's tile placement. And so the game is constantly changing every single time you play it. It's an awesome game called Unknown. It's by a company called Rob and Dave Games. They're dope. We met them at Awesome Con in D.C. a few years back. And I bought their game from them. I said, this is my, this is my con purchase. This game looks dope. And it is. It's super fun. And it's got great replayability. And it's, so, it's, so, and it's just a good, heavy box full of stuff. Lots of stuff that can be punched out. Um, it's and it, But yeah, it's constantly replayable because there's 16 different characters that you can play in the game, which give you different attributes. You have 16 different missions to choose from, which change the tiles you'll be using during the gameplay. And so it's all about keeping its post, post-apocalyptic underground survival. You're dealing with monsters and animals and keeping your resources at your home base and finding allies and dealing with like uh, obstacles of like landslides and, and floods and fire and irradiated areas. So it's, it's just a super, super easy to play game, but it's constantly changing and you just keeps getting more and more fun each time you play it. I've, but I've, yeah, I think you might have sold me on another game for my collection. Yeah. All right. <laughs> But yeah, we've got everything. Everything from like abstract strategy games to party games. We even have kids stuff. We we work with two different companies from overseas. Uh, one of them is called Games by Bright of Sweden, and the other one is called Alive Labs. They created a, an augmented reality uh, series called Martles, and it's uh, children's books and coloring books and sticker books and masks. All of them come to life with this uh, this free app you can get across every iOS. It's just super, super, it's super amazing. Uh, and it's fun. It's, it's, it's uh, like the storybooks. You'll be reading the storybooks, and while you're doing it, you've got the app on, and it brings the pictures to life. And you can manipulate it. You can go in there and walk the parrot around. Or uh, you, know, you can tap the, uh, tap the car, and its doors open, and the horn honks. It's just the, all these awesome things that nobody knows about. And that's why we wanted to take, we wanted to help bring more like get more eyes on these amazing products so that they could get in the hands of the people who want to play it yeah i mean and that's great for people uh, we were talking about kickstarter earlier in the conversation you know and it's for people who you know might not be able to get their kickstarter dream a reality but yeah you know, they they still want to get their game out there and what a better way to do that than one having it promoted at conventions where it's it's going to see multiple hundreds of mm -hmm. eyes, uh, you mm -hmm. know, a day. And two, it's going to have somebody like yourself out there as kind of like a front man promoting the game for them. Yeah, out there being a carnival barker. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you right now, that was one of the biggest things that attracted me to your booth was, one, I I'm myself a huge movie buff, as you know that already from some mm -hmm. of your live streams. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I see a game called Movie Buff. I see a booth with a guy with tall blue hair and that's giving out free popcorn, I'm going to that booth. <laughs> like, that's that was immediately where my eyes went to and my attention went to. And it was it was an easy sale for me, you know, when we were talking about Movie Buff at that time. Yeah. And it, that's a great thing for, you know, that's per, that Purvis Games is doing is giving opportunity to people who might not be able to do it on their own. 
Yeah, and that's that's what we wanted to do because a lot of times what happens is so and this this actually kind of ties in with that Kickstarter kind of the Kickstarter mentality. You get people who go and they 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 get their Kickstarter funded. They get like five, you know, let's say they get a uh, 250, 500 pledges. They they know they know they're going to need more than that, so they get a thousand copies made. They fill their 500 pledges. Now they're sitting on 500 copies of the game. They don't have time to do anything with it, you because know, they have they have their own lives. They didn't start their own game company, yeah. uh, and so and that's these guys. That's what a lot of that. I would say 90 percent of the games we have were all done through Kickstarter. And all, uh, almost all of them were successful Kickstarters, and all of them ended up having extra inventory that they just they were just like I I, I love this game I don't know what I I have a full time job I have a full time family, and that's when we would come in and we would meet them we then we'd say we want to help you we tell them what we do and most like, all, all, most of the time almost all the time they're like this is amazing you're like a game designer's best friend. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I was like, well, that's what we're trying to do. We're just, you know, we love these games and we, we don't just take any game. Like we've definitely said, we can't really help you. Uh, we've had games that we brought on and we tried to sell because they're, we're really good friends of ours or whatever. And it just, for whatever reason, we couldn't like get a grasp of it. We couldn't figure out how to get you to want to buy it. You know, until we tried for like two quarters or so. And we're like, Listen, no harm, no foul. I mean, we've tried. We haven't had a single sell. Uh, so there's no, con- you know, we're not, we'll continue to do it if you want. But, like, if you want the games back, just let us know. and We'll send it back your way if you've got someone who's, who's dying to get out. Because, you know, sometimes there's that one game that you just can't, you can't figure out how to spiel it for somebody. Yeah. Um, and most of the time we've been able to do that. And that's, the, that's one of the great things I love about it. It's a challenge for me. As a as an improv uh, former improv comedian is how do I learn how to almost immediately sell this game? How can I how can I learn the spiel and then chop it down, get it to because I got the I got to have the elevator pitch. I got to have this guy's passing by and he's eyeballed, you know, a movie buff. How do I catch his How do I catch his attention to get him to know, you know? So you, it's fun in challenging yourself to be like, how can I get you? How can I bring you over? I mean, the bright lights, the blinky lights, the big blue hair, the smell of popcorn massive cue cards i mean all of it's designed <laughs> just to draw you in and trap you here <laughs> yeah and then you the can... bear traps on the floor it's awesome yep and then you can pitch every other game that you have once you've got their attention <laughs> if you wish to live mr bond <laughs> <laughs> but now um you know when it comes to you know you mentioned a lot of the games have been successful kickstarter campaigns but let's say for example there's a group of people out there that have a great idea for the game but they don't exactly have the means or the connections to get it produced. Are you able to help them with that too, or do you have? Yes. Okay. Absolutely, and we've actually done that with. Uh, we've we've been in talks with people who are in that stage in various stages. So some of which they're like, I've got a. Some of I just have the idea. Others are I have a prototype. So in all of those ranges, and so we've said to them, we want to help you make this game. Excuse me. <clears throat> we want to help you get this game made. In whatever way we can, like it, whatever, however I can help you, whether it be getting you connected to one of the factories we work with, or us going to the factory for you and getting it made, mm-hmm. or just me being around to say these are the things I learned from doing my Kickstarters. These are the things you're going to want to do. These are the places you're going to want to look to buy ad space or whatever. You know, this is the kind of video I would recommend. You know, those kind of things, give them any sorts of advice, whatever they're looking for. And at the end of the day, being like, if you want to work with me, if you want to partner with me, 
that's awesome. If you want to run it on your own, anything I can do to help you, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Simply because I want your game to get made because it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great because you you have this belief in it that you want it to become a reality. So yeah, we absolutely can help. Uh, it's it's a it's a lot it's a lot harder depending on what's going on. We actually had this author of uh, uh, an um, amazing series. I read I read the first two books in his well his third one's coming out yet. I read the first two books in his series in one day. It was such an exciting book series, uh, and he been wanting to turn it into a game. Uh, and he had it all kind of mapped out, and he's like, I want you to make this for me. I just don't have time to make it. And uh, I had read the books, and I told him, I'm, I'm completely in love with this. I want to help you make this game, because it was a theme that I'm absolutely gaga for. Uh, and uh, so, but unfortunately, what happened is I had my kind of, my, my team of gamers that would come over, and I would beta test and with, with, and one of the guys got to the point where he couldn't he couldn't dedicate the time to do the gameplay and game design stuff with me and so I had to call the I had to call this author back and just say uh, you know I've been sitting on this now for a couple months I've been trying to like figure out how I can make it work by myself it's not possible I'm really sorry and so he's like that's okay I understand and you know so I sent him back all of his his maps and his his rule set and stuff like that just because I was like I really wish I could have made that game for him yeah because I don't have a game like that in my in my arsenal yet but it will come in time in time cool um, but yeah so it's just every aspect whatever we can do to help people because there's so many so many people who ha- are there for us it's like the people you meet at these conventions and trade shows that become your family and you keep seeing them like you and I like we became friends and it's yeah this it's more than just like the awkward online friendship it's it goes deeper than that we're supportive of each other mm-hmm. and that's you know we all band together to try and make you know something amazing happen because there's a lot of amazingness still to be discovered yet through like people working together well and we want to see success in each other's projects so you know yeah. I've, I've always been a, a big component and a big proponent of you know promoting you know purvis games and movie buff and whenever i can and uh you know you've obviously you've promoted the podcast for me before and you've Every time I hop into your live streams, you always tell everybody about the podcast, which is fantastic. And yeah, and, and you, know. you even have other podcasts out there that I'm excited about listening to. <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if you cross plug your own podcast. Oh, I do. Are, are we talking about the Man with a Pan podcast? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, oh man, because I spent like the last just in general, I've been watching like binging with Babish and all of that stuff because I love that kind of. I love food. I love cooking. And so, you know, uh, you know, who knows what that could lead to in the future. But yeah, yeah I just love it. So. Oh, I'll definitely have you on that podcast, too. Ex- oh, cool. It, it, especially talking. because of the fact of you and Corey doing those, uh, the Yum Yum boxes. Yeah. Uh, whenever yeah. you do them on Fridays. And just seeing you eating, like, all the different snacks and stuff like that. Like, I definitely want to do, like, an International Foods episode and and things like that. You definitely be somebody who I would love to bring on and i would I, love that you know i'm i'm a big i, I love i love food and, and cooking and stuff as well and it's so funny how this podcast even came about it, it somebody was uh asking me um about the show man with a plan which was is mm-hmm. matt leblanc and they accidentally typed it as man with a pan and i was like oh i'm like is that <laughs> some kind of new food competition show she, and she was like, no, damn it. I met Man with a Plan. I forgot the L. And I'm like, you got my hopes up. And I, I just ran with the idea. I was like, well, maybe I could do something with that because that it's clever wordplay. And 
it kind of works. And then I, you know, for fun, made the artwork and put the idea out there of like, hey, what kind of show ideas would, would there be out there? And there are a ton of them. Mm-hmm. You know, I have easily a good 40 to 50 show ideas for a podcast that hasn't even launched yet. Yeah. Uh, but will be hopefully in March. So we'll see. Yeah. Oh, March, March, March is coming up soon. <laughs> yeah. It, it's end of the week. So mm-hmm. hopefully sometime in March, I'm, uh, I'm going to get that launching. So, but yeah, that'll be fun. And I'll definitely have you on for that too. Oh, cool. I would love to be on it. I just realized in saying like end of the week, you know, it's just we, the podcasts are typically are supposed to be like timeless. So, you know, if there's because, you know, on all the TV shows and, and, and game shows and they're recording like the Christmas episode in July because they're just doing back to back to back to back episodes. Yeah. Uh, and people forget. They're just like, hey, what are you getting for Christmas? Like, I don't know. It's six months away. It's like, oh, you're off the show. Get out. <laughs> But I was like, oh, we have to remain timeless. We can't make it like, oh, it's it's happening on on, on you know on February twenty sixth. Oh goodness, no. Oh no, I'm not timeless on my podcast. I because any, anytime I have like I, I've had people from TV shows on and stuff like that, and they're very obviously coming on to promote their show. Um, yeah. You know, it, you you kind of have to pitch like, hey, well, the season finale is such and such a date coming up next week, or oh, absolutely, you know, no, the season premiere. Reach. So yeah, so timelessness yeah. kind of goes out the window with this podcast. All right, good. That's so, um, th- looking back at you know uh, your your love of gaming and everything, uh, how long how long have you yourself been a gamer? Like all your life? Uh, yeah, most of my life. I mean, it was when it was. I remember having you know the the standard kid board games, and I actually have this really old school set of Scrabble with this weird linen bag, not linen, terry cloth, like an old lady's house robe. Uh, scrap with that you put the scrabble yeah uh, the tiles, tiles in. in and it's got it's it's a big old massive plastic and it spins it's like a lazy susan for scrabble that's been in my family for years but yeah as a kid we had our we had the classics uh but then when i was uh when i was a teenager i actually think it started in scouting uh when you're out camping and you just start playing role-playing games and you start playing dungeons and dragons and that's that's really what i got into it it's the love of taking on a new persona and and follow you know because that's all that is it's all storytelling um and so that that became it was more the dungeons and dragons and i was in there most of my like young uh young adulthood like teenage years into my younger adult 20s Mm -hmm. and then again getting my wife into it now um i talked her into playing with a me and a buddy of mine he's a he's a dm and he's a really fun dm it's really great and uh she's just like i love it like welcome (laughs) Let's go buy you a dice set. And she's like, ooh, I like these ones. I was like, that's $100. Like, I like these ones. I'm like, so sure. Uh, she's got the best set of dice in the house. And mine is a massive collection of dice that I've just, you know, gathered through years. But, yeah, I've been, I've been playing games all my life. And it, especially what was the genesis of Movie Buff was that. It was these kind of verbal games that people who love movies were playing. So when I, if I wasn't playing board games, I was playing role-playing games or i was playing like word games like when you're on the road trips and you're doing all of those you know you know word games to to occupy your mind and my brother and i watched movies constantly it used to be like my parents would on friday nights we'd go to the movie store and you know get uh like uh three to four movies uh like one for them and, and and a couple for me and my brother and me and my brother would stay up and watch all of them on friday night and and then come saturday noonish when we'd finally wake up we'd be like let's go get more movies and my parents were like, no, get out. Go play in the sun, you pasty, <laughs> you pasty animals. 
but yeah, it was always so. My brother and I just had a knack for like, you know, that's where the like the phrase like, uh, finally a place for all that useless knowledge. We we had just this knack for remembering like, oh, that guy was in these other movies, or or that line is also in this movie, and you know, actors of course and, and characters, and that was the genesis of what uh, movie buff was. Is we would challenge each other to the various games like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, which then became Six Degrees of any two actors. You give us any two actors' names, and then our our job is to try and do it the fastest, to try to do it in the least amount of degrees, you know. And so we were always challenging ourselves, and and, and it built and built and built, and you started finding more people who love these kind of games and building it up. And I said I wanted to create uh, a, a physical manifestation of this game, and that's where Movie Buff came from. But yeah, I feel like I've been playing games in some form or another. Like if it wasn't Nintendo. That's the other side, yeah, playing video games like Nintendo. Remember, my dad used to play uh, Duck Hunt, and he was, like, <laughs> brilliant at it. And I wrote a letter to Nintendo Power. I said, listen, because my dad got to level, he got high, it's like, I don't know, like one, level 150 on Duck Hunt. Oh, my God. And they were, like, they were like, we need a picture. And I was like, why do you need a picture of my dad? Not realizing they were saying, we need a picture of the screen. <laughs> we need a screenshot. Uh, but this was pre this was in the mid 80s uh but yeah my dad just played duck hunt and it was on a black and white small black and white like 13 inch television that we had in the in the dining kitchen area that was where we were left to play video games on black and white tv yeah uh, yeah playing games all our lives and, and it was you know my parents kept us active too like we both my brother and i did like soccer and scouting and all that but when we when we had our druthers it was uh you know video games or movies or or board games or whatever it's it's so weird the similarities that gamers have when it comes to life experiences because you know you mentioned how six degrees of Kevin Bacon turns to six degrees of any actor. Uh, my buddy Chris and I play that to this day. If we're yeah. anywhere and we're waiting in line for something, we just I name an actor, he names an actor, and then it's whoever can get there the in the least the, whoever can get there in the least amount of steps wins the round, and then yeah. You know, and it's so fun. And, you know, talking about growing up playing Nintendo with your father, your father's game was Duck Hunt. My father's day was my father's game was Tetris. Mm -hmm. And my father made it to level 100 and something in Tetris. And it was me as I constantly got older trying to trump his level. Yeah. And it was finally on a day when I remember beating my father in level like 90 or 100, whatever, which took us hours to get to. And my father kindly finally just putting the controller down and never picking it up again. Like it was almost like yeah. passing the torch to, to me. Or it could have been you just shamed him. It's like, I will never play with you again, Ben. <laughs> it could have been that. Ben. Hey, man, it could have been that too. Trust me. No, it's definitely the torch passing. Like, my son, yes, you snatched the pebble. You've become the master. That's exactly what e that is. Exactly. So yeah, it's it's really cool. Like looking back and and seeing like the different games and yeah, and that was one of the. I know we keep going back to it, but I just I love talking about it. And that's one of the beauties of Movie Buff is because I'm the same way. Like you guys, you haven't done them in a while, but I know you're going to be restarting them yeah, really yeah. soon. Um, your Friday live streams, which just consisted of Yum Yum boxes and Movie Buff, and pretty much because there's not that many other games we can easily play until we get like a multi camera deal and somebody who's actually running it instead of me <laughs> seeing me hit start and run around the front yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly so but i mean you know it's it's that's one of the things that i that really sold me on movie buff was like it's just it brought me back in many ways it it's a game that touches on what i love and that's film and also just kind of brings back memories of games that i've played in the past mm -hmm. and that's yeah 
you know, one of the reasons why I take it with me almost every game day. We don't always get to play it, unfortunately, because uh, a lot of my friends that play the games are complete noobs when it comes to movies. Yeah, they don't they don't get it. They don't know. They yeah. don't know the love of film like us. They're not cinephiles. Exactly. No, uh, and that's exactly it. It's, it's the whole thing. It's that's a, one thing that's both brilliant and 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 niche about the game is it, it is. That if you don't know movies, you're probably not going to like it. And that's we get that even when people come up and play the game, they're like, "Oh, I don't like movies." That's cool, man. I appreciate you coming by or whatever. But yeah, it's. But everyone's got that thing. If it's not movies, it's literature. It's cooking. It's cars. It's sports. It's music. Like it could be, and in, in that that's just that you just have this encyclopedic knowledge. And for us, for you and I, it's film among other things. Yeah. It's just like this is we know it in and out. You know. For my wife, it's music. Every time we're in a car, we're listening to music, and she's like, "She's like, I, I kill a name that too." She'd be like, she names the song, she names the band, she names the year it was released, and I'm like, "How do you do that?" And for her, that's just her thing. That's how, like, how come I, how you and I can know everything there is about movies because this is just what our brains are tuned in for. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I want to ask too. I, I, it, and doing uh, any time now, you and we've mentioned you and I have been friends for a couple years now, and uh, you know I treated you coming on to this to this show as I do any other, and that is I kind of stalk your your Facebook page, <laughs> and you know I, I look for material to talk about, and something that came up, and we can talk about this if you want to, if you don't want to talk to talk about it, we don't have to. But sure, I'm I'm interested in hearing more about Driving Blind. Aha! Aha! <laughs> Yeah, no, that was good because you 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 kind of softballed that to me, which is great. Uh, no, sure, absolutely. So, because <laughs> I, I I know this this is something about your life that I don't know how many people know about this. I've I've heard you talk about it, but I've never gone into detail with you about it. Yeah, absolutely. So, Driving Blind was a documentary that I made with my brother, uh, and basically what we did is we drove around the United States. Because uh, both, both my brother and I suffer from a degenerative eye disease called choroideremia. And uh, it affects the peripheral vision first. So we, I, I had come up with this idea of taking a road trip. And I, 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 to- I told my brother about it. And he was gung-ho about it. And he was like, hey, we should make a, a movie. So then I reached out to everybody I knew. And I said, I want to make this movie. And we got a crew together through some friends of mine. And we drove around uh, the United States for... Um, Oh God! Like seven weeks, driving around, seeing the sights uh, of America before we were before we were potentially going to lose our vision. Because I got diagnosed with this disease when I was 14 years old, and so I started losing my vision progressively over time since then. And I'm in my 40s now, uh, and um, timeless. <laughs> I'll be in my 40s forever. Thank you, podcast. Um, <laughs> And so the the degradation starts happening. You start losing your vision. And there's no cure for it yet, but they are doing clinical trials where they've been able to kind of slow, halt, and in some cases reverse the effects of the disease, Mm -hmm. which will help with fighting blindness across the board. Uh, But, yeah, we wanted to uh, make this movie to raise awareness for the disease and for the various organizations that are out there that uh, help to – to help battle blindness. And so, yeah, my brother and I embarked on a 13,000 mile road trip, uh, begging, borrowing and stealing from anyone we could to stay at their place, to visit the sites. And, um, the director of the, uh, the, the film, 
who I I known through a very good friend of mine. I met him through a very good friend of mine. He had his own ideas and stuff he wanted to make us do, and you see some of that in the movie. Uh, he would surprise us with things, and and in a lot of it, he played with the concept of the senses. You know, as we're losing our vision, our other senses are heightened, and so he played around with that and some of the things we would do. Uh, but yeah, it was it was an amazing experience, both from the standpoint of uh, uh, seeing the seeing the world with my brother, uh, but also from spending spending twenty four hours a day with my brother for seven weeks. Yeah, which that's... we haven't done ever. <laughs> That's, I mean, other places that people can – is the movie available anywhere for people it to is. see? It is. It is. You can get it on uh, Am- on, uh, on Amazon. Uh, uh, pre- it's on iTunes, and I believe it's on Amazon. You may have to pay like 2 two or $3 to rent it. Uh, we unfortunately never were able to mass produce um, actual DVDs of it. Uh, but that's just because uh, both all of us got busy once we had the premieres and we did a couple it won some awards at some festivals which was really exciting uh, but uh, we just kind of all got because we got pulled in our own directions like my, my brother's married with two rambunctious dogs and <laughs> the, the director of the fi- of the film he and his crew they're off doing uh, you know shoots for various TV to TV companies, production mm. companies like ABC, CBS, stuff like that. But there, you know, it, it, the world gets in the way. Um, but yeah, it was a phenomenal experience in that time to travel around because the uh, for those of you fantastic uh, uh, both comic and uh, movie nerds out there, uh, Daredevil, the series, uh, no longer on Netflix. Karen Page, Deborah Ann Wall, she is dating a guy named E.J. Scott, who also has choroideremia, and he's been a huge champion for uh, for raising awareness for the disease, for the disease and fighting it. And we're all uh, connected to a company called uh, the, an organization called the Choroideremia Research Foundation, and you can you can find out more information if you check out curechm.org and get involved there. And just uh, yeah, so. Uh, uh, EJ did a thing where he ran uh, marathons on every continent to raise awareness and money. So that was just we were all doing various things we could to uh, to kind of raise awareness and, and raise awareness. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. I'm definitely going to check out the the documentary on Amazon. Um, Please do. Yeah, thank you. And I, I I highly recommend anybody else do it too, just because I mean, just for one, it's 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 something interesting for me to see because until I've heard you talk about it, it was something I didn't know existed. Yeah. And and two, just already knowing personally your dynamic personality, I I feel like it would just be entertaining to watch. You know, you get going through all these different experiences in your life and seeing all these different sites. Yeah, it was it was an amazing amazing experience. Uh just and and it really was like I said it was it was so interesting spending 7 weeks with my brother 24/7 because we hadn't done that since I mean even when we were growing up we didn't do that he had his own room so they could be like hey go away I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to see you but on this trip it was we still slept in the same room and drove in the same car and and uh you know so it was uh it was so amazing but also I think by the time we finished filming it both my brother and I were like yeah okay we're done uh, <laughs> See uh see you at the ten year reunion of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When, when we record the uh when we all have happy memories and re- and record the audio description or whatever for it. Yeah. Uh cool. Thanks for talking about that a little bit. Oh, no problem. I, I mean 
I actually love talking about it. I just haven't done it in so long. Yeah. And you know, there's always, as with everything that occurs, there's positives and negatives. Like I have some of the most wonderful memories of my life from doing that. But I also have some not so fun memories. And that's just anything with, uh, you know, cre- having the experience. And the same thing I would say for every single con. I hate load in. On a- <laughs> hate it. Well, I want to pay someone to go and load it up the way my wife wants it to look, and then I want to show up and sell stuff. Well, it's it's so it's so funny too that you bring that up because that that kind of helps transition back into things. And perfect because <laughs> you know uh, as well as I do. Obviously, I know, and I you I know you know as well that I'm uh, right now developing my own convention. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I plan on doing is you know over the course of attending, covering cons, moderating at conventions <laughs> and such, I've had the great distinction of being able to become friends with not only people who are vendors such as yourself but celebrities as well yeah so one thing that i plan on doing with my event that i know a lot of other cons don't do is i'm actually i'm not going to be focus grouping just con goers i plan to focus group with vendors and celebrities as well because i want to know what challenges you guys find uh, when it comes to going to a convention? What things would you like to see different? What things would you like to see stay the same? And the same thing with the celebrities, because I, I feel like a lot of cons nowadays just kind of treat vendors and guests as the usual go-ahead. Like, you guys sign up for a booth. It's your responsibility to get in and get out, do your job, and then that's that. And then with the guests, they book the guests. They put them behind the t- booth, put the, give them their schedule, and then they let them do their thing. But I, as a con creator, I want to create something that's not just great for the con goer. I want this to be a memorable experience for everybody. Vendors, guests, staff, everyone. So you are one of the people on my list, my friend, of people I will be focus grouping when it comes to that Oh, time. awesome. Uh, that, that would, I would be happy to do that. I'd be honored so. to be a part of that. Because, yeah, it is, it is such a crazy experience. And there are... There are uh, 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 <laughs> hundreds of forums online that we as vendors get on and share both our tales of success, our tales of woe, and then never do a show with this guy. And it's going to be always do a show with Ben. He's the dopest. That's what I want. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I'm yeah, aiming for. And, and it's, and I think the one thing that I've learned in general is like, we've had people who, uh, we did a, we've done several first year cons and we did one in particular that was extremely done extremely well. It still had its problems, but it was done extremely well. Like you showed up and you're like, that was, this is a first year con. What the hell, man? This is amazing. Yeah. Like they just knew what they were doing. They were, they were trying to take, they had, you know, they had their people situated. Like they had their vending coordinator and they had their celebrity coordinator and everyone was talking and everyone, and, but they had, they had their issues, but they took, anytime you brought something to them, they're like, they were super apologetic. They're like, and they did everything they could to fix it. Yeah. Everything. And that's what we plan to do too. Yeah. Like I've got great partners in place right now and we're making sure like every duck is in a row before we even attempt to to launch. And yeah. uh, you know, that's what we want is like we want the feedback from everybody because we want to make this as easy and as great of an experience for everybody. Yeah, across, and that's across and, the like board. you said, across the board, that's what you have to cuz that's the only way you get that kind of fair distribution where you've got you know, if you only if you only uh, focus grouped your 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 attendees, it's going to be heavily weighted towards them, and you're going to be like, yeah, we're going to open at eight in the morning, and we're not going to close until midnight, so you guys have all the time to shop. Meanwhile, the vendors are like, I, what? <laughs> yeah, you're like, me. I, I need I, to eat. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, because there were some people like, you cannot leave your booth, you cannot bring in outside food. 
you have to go to, you know, you can only buy the, the jacked up prices of the convention center charging $4 for a 20 ounce bottle of soda. And, and I was like, why would you, that sucks? Don't do that. That's, <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't, just cause you have a captive audience doesn't mean you gotta, you know, steal their money. Cause if, if you, if you sold four $1 Cokes, people would buy more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing too. Like it's, it's, it's one of the things, you know, you talk about the food and that's something that's really been one of the things that we're trying to focus on because you're right. Like the, one of the biggest complaints even I have as a con attendee is, uh, you know, the outrageous price of food and mm-hmm. not really being anything available. But one of the things that I've, I've realized as a con, as a con creator and developer is that cons have access around this they're just too lazy to do it uh yeah you know you can it, most venues that you go to yes yeah, like though the venue has a contract for food but you can buy out that contract and it's Absolutely. relatively not that expensive to do it when you if you charge food vendors to come in so mm-hmm. i mean one of the ideas that we have is to bring in food trucks either inside or outside depending on what the venue allows Buying out the food contract, literally selling spots for these food trucks as we would a vendor fee, which pays back what we paid out to Mm -hmm. buy out the food. To buy the contract. To buy the contract. And now these guys can set their own prices to a certain extent and set their own menu, which one varies the type of food that you can find, not just chicken fingers and pretzels, um, you know, and soft pretzels. And also is a lot easier on the wallet of the con goer. Exactly. So it gives I, them that opportunity to go buy more stuff from the from the artists and from the celebrities and yeah. Exactly. And it's just it's one of those things that I just I think some cons are just either just don't have the time to research it or they're just too lazy to make the steps to take or the they're steps slightly to do it. scared. They yeah. could be slightly scared because like that's what we did when we started doing these shows and we went from giving away the popcorn we started having adding other snacks and we had like cans of soda. We're selling them for a buck. We were there every show we go to. We set up. We got you know we'd have Monster Energies. We'd have you know full size candy bars. We had the popcorn. We have sodas, water. Selling it for a buck, and people are like, we. And many times, like you said, we had to buy contracts with the convention center. We had to pay them a fee. Uh, in some instances, it was we had to pay them a percentage of the sales. In some instances, it was like we did some bigger named conventions uh, that are around the the entire United States. And they charge an exorbitant amount. They charge like a thousand dollars for us to do sell our awares, but we made three thousand dollars in concession sales. Yeah, and sometimes that covers the booth cost. And it's just like, and you and we're not raking anybody over the coals. It's just like, you want a soda? Have you, you guys have any sodas? And we're like, yeah, I got Mountain Dew or whatever. It's like, okay, cool. How much? We're like that's a dollar. They're like, what? What? <laughs> and then what they would do is they say, okay, I'm telling everyone I know to come here. Like please do because again it's just a thing like somebody down you know the the center is selling it for three fifty four dollars for a can of soda come over here and get four of them right now your your yeah. thirst is quenched I mean and for and, and for every ten dollars that you sell in sodas for every ten people that you sell a soda to uh, you know if you sell one person a game yeah, while they're there because the pitch like that's brilliant salesmanship yeah, right there that they they come in and they're like oh my god I can't believe that I'm gonna come back I'm bringing my friends I'm telling about these games. Especially like when we're flying through popcorn and we're like, hey, it's going to be about five minutes. So why not learn about movie buff? Come on over here while the popcorn getting freshly popped. <laughs> Let's play a game. Da-da-da. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, you know exactly what I'm talking about just when it comes Absolutely. to cons and, Absolutely. and stuff. And trust me, when it comes to the con, once it's launched and everything, you are somebody on the top of the list that will 
I will be contacting to help in any way possible and make yeah, you a part I, of it. Yeah, I, I would, I would be, I would love to help out in any way we can. So we'd be more than happy to. When it when it comes to a con, um, who's the who do you think? Because uh, I'm curious, because uh, it's different for everybody. Who's the biggest person you think you've ever met at a con? Oh man! Well, see, yeah, it is. It's different for everyone because you will, you will like personal heroes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would say, I would say, my okay, and I'm gonna go based on my immediate thought. Okay. All right. First is personal hero, and 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 avid lover of movie buff. Okay. That is Flash Gordon himself, Sam J. Jones. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, we met him down in Virginia Beach at a convention. He loved the game, and he was like, "Hey, man, like." I uh, would you would you like accept a signed poster in exchange for movie buff? And then he went on and he he backed our Kickstarter, the second Kickstarter we did, and all that stuff. And I was like, boom, done, done. You know, that's it, absolutely. Uh, and he's emailed me a couple times because you know we were, ran into some issues with the one of the uh, stuff we're working on with movie buff. And I said, hey, you know, I'm talking to the company, blah blah blah. But like the nicest guy I've ever met. Uh, like literally at one time randomly he helped me pack up our trailer <laughs> that is matthew lillard oh that's cool yeah we we met shaggy him. shaggy himself <laughs> Stu from scream we met him we were doing an awesome show i i don't know you yeah you've been to monster mania right oh yeah 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 so we met him at one of the monster manias in in maryland and uh he we'd seen him this entire weekend he was he had lines of people the entire weekend. He never sat down. He spent like ten minutes with every single person. He took like eight hundred photos with them. And uh, this is when we had just a little small fun size candies, like not fun size, the the bite size. And I went up to him like the second day in because I was really nervous. I didn't know how to like cut the line to say, "Here's a bag of candy to keep you because you don't get a chance." And he grabbed me. He's like, "Where the hell have you been all weekend?" And so like instantly we became we became friends and we'd see each other at shows. And he'd walk up to us and be like, hey, Justin. Uh, and because of my eyes, because, you know, because I have my cane, every, we're, we're doing the show. It's like, it's, it's Matt. And I was just like, hey, Matt, what's going on? And we, would, we ended up having dinner one night randomly. And it was just, it was just, so that kind of stuff. And, like, we just talked about it. He talked to me about game stuff that he's working on. He actually came out recently. I don't know if you knew about this. He's been working with Wizards of the Coast. And they created a company called Beetle and Grimm's Pandemonium Warehouse. And they created a deluxe platinum edition of the new... Uh, uh, Waterdeep heist D and D campaign for fifth edition. Oh no, I didn't know. Yeah, so that just came out this past November, and they've been hitting the circuit hardcore. We actually had uh, our DM that plays our games with us. He had all of his stuff stolen out of his car, and so our group got together and we chipped in and we bought him and surprised him with the 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 Waterdeep uh, heist campaign. The, the whole massive deluxe edition, like yeah. with every. And so we're excited to start getting into that. We just finished up a, a Christmas campaign. So now we're going to work into uh, the, the Water Deep heist. Oh, but yeah, really he, cool. he, he worked with Wizards of the Coast in making this thing. It's just, and he sat down with us one day over. He invited us over. He said, come over. I want to talk to you about some game stuff. And we sat down. He was telling us about what he wanted to do, making it a, a like a luxury experience for Dungeon Masters. And so we, we shared with him our experiences and what we thought works, what we thought didn't work. And we said, if there's anything we can do to help you, let us know. We're happy to, to help. But, I mean, he had, he had the backing of Wizards of the Coast. But, but he's just one of the sweetest guys I've ever met. And such, he's a really nice guy. So, yeah, those, those are my two kind of like, I would say, uh, Flash Gordon was like the, uh, the nerd boner. 
for me. <laughs> but I've also seen, I mean, I've seen so many, and it's so funny because I used to be absolutely gobsmacked, absolutely starstruck when I'd see any celebrities. And now it's like, oh, oh, um, yeah, look, that's Dyken Lockman from, uh, from Altered Carbon. I've seen you naked. How you doing? <laughs> it's like going about your day. This is Martin Kleba from Pirates, and and it's just like this is this is yeah, this is so cool to see these people. And you know, you get a chance now. If you ask my wife what hers is, she'd say William Cat. Straight. Oh, up. from um, greatest, greatest American Hero yeah. himself in House. Yeah, and he's a super nice guy too. But I guess just there's never been. Uh, you know, you always hear these horror stories of the celebrities that are just giant, giant egomaniacs and tools. We have never had that experience. I've, uh, I, yeah, I've only I think there's only been one occurrence where I've met somebody who was kind of standoffish. And I'm I'm not going to mention her name or what show she's from, The Flash. But um, <laughs> uh, but other than that, yeah, like I've I'm the same way. And, you know, it's funny because if someone were to ask me like it the number of people I've had to talk to and share the stage with people may be surprised in who I would choose in, mm -hmm. you know, who would be my favorites and such. But that's why I say it's different for everybody. Yeah. So. Cause you have your connections with them for various reasons. And, uh, yeah. And it's just, it's just this, you know, so in some instances it's like you grew up with them. And so you you consider them best friends, even though they have no idea who you are. Uh, and the other times it's just like you've absolutely adored them. I mean, when I got a chance to meet, I got a chance to meet Val Kilmer when, when he was doing Monster Mania a couple years back. Um, and it was it was surreal because he did a movie called At First Sight, which is about a guy who's blind and yeah. gets his vision back. And I took my copy of that for him to sign because it came out about a year or so after I was diagnosed with my disease. And it really helped me to kind of start coming to terms with it and realize my life's not over just because I'm losing my vision. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, it was really awesome to have him there and sign it. But this is also when he was in the middle of going through all of his kind of can throat cancer stuff, and he looked completely different. He wasn't talking, and I was just like, I walked back to the booth, and I said, I need a second. I've never been so like, if like Val Kilmer dies, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be broken. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to deal with that. Like, I, I've already come to terms with my parents going and, 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 and my, my wife going, but if Val Kilmer dies, no, I don't know how to do this. I can't well, that, yeah, and that's how I was with Robin Williams, too, because, like, Robin Williams was my absolute... I don't have heroes in my life. Like, I don't even look as... It's sad to say, I don't even look at my father as a hero because him and I have had our issues. But, you yeah. know, like, I, I don't consider people personal heroes except for Robin. So, like, I never expected I would have to come to terms with his death. Mm -hmm. And when it happened, oh, my God, like, I was devastated. Yeah, yeah. Like, inconsolable to the point where I had uh, literally had an ex-girlfriend who I hadn't spoken to in about over a decade reach out to me that day to make sure I was okay. Because wow. she knew what he meant to me back yeah. then. You know, so yeah, I can I totally understand how, what you about like Val Kilmer. Your feelings yeah, about Val Kilmer. That, that connection you get from those people who have affected you, who have who have enchanted you and been the best thing you could possibly ever need at any moment's notice. Because yeah, Robin Williams' passing was so tough. Because one of my favorite love stories, movies of all time, is What Dreams, what May, dreams come. May Come. It's just so every time I watch it, when I'm like, I gotta cry. I put it on and I start crying immediately. <laughs> yeah. Not just because I know what's going to happen, but just everything about it is just so beautiful. And the story arc, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. 
everything about it. It's such a brilliant, amazing, most one of the most powerful love stories in the world. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at like people because, uh, again, like I've had the opportunity to share the stage with like, you know, like Stephen Amell and John Barrowman mm. and, and, and people like Victor Garber, which was a huge delight to meet. And, oh, yeah. Um, you know, and it's gotten to the point now where I go to conventions and just like you, I'm just like, oh, look, there. Hey, there goes David Ramsey or, oh, hey, Stephen, how's it going? Because yeah. I've met these people multiple times to the point where we're familiar with each other. But, uh, you know, uh, my experiences, I'm just going to share mine since you shared yours, just because I'm, I'm thinking about them. Um, the nicest guy, one of the nicest guys I ever met um, and was an absolute delight was Henry Winkler. Who yes. I had an opportunity to meet this past year uh, at, a, at a convention. And he literally was the only reason I went to this convention. I paid the 40, the extravagant 50 bucks for the day, literally just to go and meet Henry Winkler. And it was worth every penny. Good. Because there was nobody in line when I went up to him. So I got to talk to him for like 10 minutes and just talk to him about like different movies. We never even talked Happy Days or anything like that. We talked, you know, we talked Barry, which is the series that he's in now. And we talked mm -hmm. about um, Here Comes the Boom, which is one of my favorite movies that he's in. That's such a good movie. It That's really is an underrated movie. Um, but yeah, so uh, another gentleman that I've interviewed twice on the on the show uh, and I've since actually become legitimate friends with like I have his phone number and we text each other probably once every week or two. We just randomly text each other. Uh, and that is and this is going back to you mentioning somebody that you grew up with, uh, John Wesley Shipp, who was the original yes. 90s Flash. And John and I have just built a connection over the course of like the past three years to the point now, like I said, we're actually friends. And it's so funny because if you were, if I were to go back and tell the ten-year-old me watching The Flash in the nineties, mm -hmm. hey, one day you're going to be friends with that guy, uh, I would laugh at myself, yeah, because I'd never believe it. Uh, and then the last one is, and I don't geek out very often any much because of the number of people that I've met. I've kind of gotten over it, but this one guy I had the chance to meet and interview. Uh, I geeked out and I had to subdue it as much as I could when I was doing mm -hmm. the interview. And that was Joel Hodgson. <laughs> the original, one of the original creators of mystery science yeah, theater. 3000. I, to I totally, I like, I lost it on him. <laughs> as well. I was at like a, a wizard world in like Pittsburgh. And it was the end of the day. He was just sitting there. I went up and I randomly knew his handler. From all the shows we had, the handler love movie buff. And I walked up to Joel and I was like, Joel, I just want you to know, I love MST3K. Oh, God. I was just like, I was just, I was just, I was just like, I had to walk away. I was like, oh, my God, you just, I ruined it. I can't, I keep that. Yeah. So I know, I know that pain. Yeah. I know that pain. So go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. And it, it was, he was great. Like, he was so very nice. And, uh, you know, it was, he was, uh, like, I had made arrangements with, with his PR rep or whoever his handler was, and I ended up getting a call the morning of the interview, and it was Joel, like, Joel calling me himself, and I kind of, like, stared at my phone for a minute, like, is this really happening? Like, am I talking to Joel on my phone right now? And then met up with him and did the interview with him on the floor and ran into him on the floor a couple more times after the interview, and he always made it a point to say hi to me when he saw me, and it was just, like... Again, another hero, like another person I grew up with, because growing mm -hmm. up with Mystery Science Theater, MST3K, like that was just a really cool experience. Yeah. So I love talking about like these shared content experiences. They're always so much fun. 
It is. It's just this. It's that's that warmth that kind of covers up all the you know poor sales and bad loaded <laughs> and all. <this> stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, you can talk about that with celebrities too, and they're like, "Yeah, I didn't even get. A, there wasn't even a guarantee." And that's a crazy thing. I've been to shows. We get a ch- I love being able to set up my booth next to like uh, Celebrity Row because then you really get a chance to like get to know more of the weekend. Like we did a show, we were right across from Edward James almost the entire weekend, and he's like one of the sweetest guys. He kept coming over and getting our popcorn. <laughs> uh, we kept he kept trying to pay we're like no just have it, just have it. Like, let me sign some let me sign some auto photos for you uh but yeah you know you get to know in some instances we meet these these celebrities and we talk to them and they not having them coming over and we say well at least you're getting your guarantee and they're like no i don't have a guarantee what like, what that's crazy i mean that sucks and it was like sometimes it's the smaller cons like we did one convention uh, and it had been just bought out by another, like it was just bought out, not by another convention, but the owners who've been running it for 10 years sold it to somebody else. And so uh-huh. I think these people kind of came in and were a little bit, uh, didn't know what they were doing. And, and yeah, so they brought in some uh, mid-level celebrities and there were no guarantees. But other than like, we'll fly you in and put you up, but you know, what you get on your own. And then you have to see these people hustling. You see these celebrities, they're trying to get people to come over and it's just like, this is crazy. Yeah, and then you feel bad when you walk past and there's nobody in their line. Yeah, um, you know, and if that, that's something I've always done as as an attendee is if if there's somebody that I see uh, that I know who they are and they don't have anybody in line, like I usually make the attempt to go up there and at least have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Because one, it's just cool to have that interaction. Oh, absolutely. Because and it, be- I the yeah, same thing. it becomes a memory uh, of your attending that convention, and mm-hmm. two, like it, you know, just the same way in the experience of of you know Edward James almost coming over and getting. Um, popcorn from you, like it adds to their experience. Yeah. And, you know, and that's as a con creator, that's one of the things that I want to do too, to increase that experience for them. So, um, there's two more things I want to do before we wrap up this conversation because we've sure. already been talking for a little over an hour, which uh, I appreciate you spending the time. Um, no, it's okay. It's all right. My, I want to the evening off. She said, I got baby. I got baby duty. You get out of here. You go do this podcast. Awesome. Um, obviously, we have. Uh, I we're gonna play a game of movie buff on on the podcast because we want people to experience what the game is like. And you have a big announcement that you're gonna make. Um, yes. Is it pertaining? Now, I told you explicitly. I don't want to know what it is. I wanted to be surprised, so I exactly even don't know what it is. Is it pertaining to Purvis Games or is it something separate? Um. Yes and no. Okay. Um, to, keep, to keep it vague, yeah. It, uh, you know, I'll, you know, when I tell you about it, when I make the announcement with you, I'll let you kind of make the decision whether, whether or not it does. Okay. Um, before I do that, obviously, I wanna. What I want to do is, uh, I want to give you the opportunity to let anybody know of any upcoming cons that you have, and then we'll plug the the website and the Facebook page too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, to be honest, though, right now we don't have any cons coming up. Okay. Um, so only because uh, it's just a lot of it's been a lot of craziness. Like I said, in in the the Facebook thing that I put together talking about this last two months, we've been kind of uh, you know have big plans have come through and, and an announcement we're making. Uh, so we've kind of had to put everything on on hold while we're doing this and focusing on the company. So as it stands right now, we don't have any conventions lined up, uh, but you know that may change in the near future. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I definitely want to encourage people to check out uh, Purvis Games, uh, PurvisGames.com, P-U-R-V-I-S Games, uh, and then the Facebook.com slash Purvis Games as well. And, yes, please. 
and anybody who wants to get in touch with you either about buying games or possibly even uh, partnering with you about a potential game, they can find all your contact information on those. Absolutely, well. absolutely. On 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 the Facebook page, you can do it, and then you were also just at purvisgames at gmail dot com. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because I know actually, and amongst my group of friends, there are actually two of them that are working on their own game. Um, they have they have prototype create, create, create. Yeah. yeah they prototype they have prototype and, and all they have artwork done that I think some of it's getting redone but they have artwork and everything done um, so I'm definitely going to get them in contact with you about awesome. potentially taking the next step when it comes yeah, to the game yeah happy to help in any way we can uh, so what do you want to do first do you want to knock out a round or two of movie buff or do you want to make the Heck announcement yeah all right. Let's play movie buff. Let's save the announcement for the very end. Okay. Yeah, perfect. That'll be that'll be the orgasm of this podcast. <laughs> the culmination of the podcast. So um, I'm going to put this in your hands. I have the cards physically on yeah, my end. absolutely. So we're experimenting today, Ben. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be playing because you've got all the cards. So you're going to be playing my hand for me. You'll be telling me what my card is. And I'll have to deal with it. And for those of you guys who don't know how to play movie buff, I'm going to run through it, uh, breakdown real quick um, while he's shuffling. So <laughs> the, the gameplay is very simple. The, the concept is this. Um, you are given 10 cards to, from, dealt from dealt from the deck, uh, and your goal is to get rid of your cards. And you do this by creating what we call a take using your, your own movie trivia knowledge. So you're going to have trivia cards. Uh, and then you're going to have strategy cards. We'll kind of get to it. And, and while you're shuffling and getting ready, Ben, you and I will kind of play through it. So okay. let's say you got your 10 cards sitting in front of you, and the first person goes, and they happen to have one of the trivia cards that's the movie card. So they lay it down, and they name a movie. Go ahead. Name any movie you want to. <clears throat> oh, you want me to start it off? Yeah, just for the sake of this demo. So go ahead and name any movie you can think of right now. Uh, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. All right, the original. They're working on a fourth one. I know. Um, uh, so, so that's in the movies. We're in that. So now I, I have the actor card, and I lay that down. And I'm any one of the actors is in Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. So I'll just keep it up, Mike Myers. Now it goes to the next person at the table, and you'll be playing them, Ben. You happen to have, let's say, the role card. You lay that down, and you name any one of the characters that's in Austin Powers. Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil. And then it comes to me, and I've got the quote card. I lay that down, and I give any line of dialogue spoken by anybody in the movie and it could be i mean it could be anything it could be like yeah baby or whatever <laughs> right uh, i also i also like to live dangerously i suggest you hit who does number two work for it doesn't like whatever <laughs> any quote from the movie lower baby how does that feel um so <laughs> now i want to watch so, that damn movie <laughs> i know once you get all four of the trivia cards movie actor role and quote connected to one film you've completed the take so now, and it, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen in just four cards, and it doesn't happen in that order. There's no order, and it's no amount. As long as whenever you get all four of the necessary pieces. But now we have to jump to a new movie. So we start thinking about all of these actors who are in this movie. They've done other movies as well. I mean, you, you've got Robert Wagner. Uh, you know, you've got Mimi Rogers, Michael York, right? We can go anywhere. So, like, the next person has the actor card, and they can jump so maybe like I have the I have the movie card again and I lay it down and I say Bohemian Rhapsody, jumping it forward because Mike Myers is a cameo in that movie. So now we're there and then you happen to have the quote card and you give me a line or sing me a song from Bohemian Rhapsody. I've got an actor card. I name one of the actors, but it can't be Mike Myers because we used him already. Once you use a bit of trivia, it's off the table, right? You keep going around and around and around and around. 
Uh, and because every movie's got multiple actors' roles and quotes in it, in our game, you can utilize multiple cards. Like, we could be, like, let's say we were still in, uh, in uh, Austin Powers. Like, so you'd have the actor card. You lay it down, and you said Mike Myers. I've got the actor card. I say Mimi Rogers. You have the actor card. You say Michael York. I've got the actor card. I say Seth Green. You've got the actor card. You're like Vern Troyer, right? We can, we can literally be in one movie for the entire game if we know it well enough. And we have the right cards. But if we don't have the right trivia cards, that's when we switch to strategy. We got a reverse angle card that changes the direction of gameplay, right? Just like reversing, you know, you get your take five card, which lets you take five. You play it, you take a break. <laughs> it skips your turn, but you still got rid of a card getting you one step closer to winning. But if you're absolutely stuck and you don't know how to get out of this movie, you just don't want to be in any more Michael Myers movies, you can lay the cut card down and that severs that connection. Wipes the slate clean, and the next player starts it up again wherever they want to. Okay. And so that's the basics of it. And that way it's always fresh. You're never having, you know, and the cool thing about it, as soon as you lay down a movie and you name an actor or whatever, you start thinking about every other actor that you know that's in that movie, and your brain starts, like, spinning that web of all of these movies that are connected, you know, however superficially to that movie you were just in. And if we were doing a video of this thing, you'd see me being super histrionic. My arms are flailing wildly as a <laughs> It's a constant. My wife would be like, I'm talking on the phone while we're in the car, and she's like batting my hand out of the way. I'm like, oh, sorry. Uh, but yeah, so let's just get right down to it. So you're going to play both the hands, and you're going to tell me what my card is, and I'm going to I'm gonna try and uh, try and keep up. This okay. is the first time we've done it this way. Like normally, my wife and I, when we play at the conventions, we play it blind. Haha, <laughs> pun intended. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't, we deal out 10 cards, and I don't, we don't even look at them. Well, we just, that's exactly what I've done. I've done, I've perfect. got two. We're both going to play this way. Awesome. I got two stacks of 10 cards, and I've got, I'm going to call the, the stack on the left mine, the stack on my right yours, and okay. I'm just going to deal the top card of each one, and we're going to yeah. play it blind. Perfect. That's, we're playing it blind. That's it. Uh, so, am I going to take one card off the top of the draw to be our first card? Or do no, we... no, just like we would play the normal round, like you'd be starting off, so you pull that top card off of your deck, off of your hand, and you flip it over, and that's what we start with. All right, uh, let's let's give this a shot then. Uh, my top card is Actor. All right, so, so go ahead. Uh, I'm going to, you know what, just because we talked about him earlier, I'm going to say Robin Williams. There you go. All so, right. So now your top card is Roll. The Roll. All right. So, oh, uh, man. All right, so let's just, there's so there's many so much ones. to choose from. I'm going to go with Rufio. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, all right, so my next card is also roll. So I will say um, Captain Hook. Mm-hmm. So your next card is actor. All right, and I will say, man, there's so many actors in that. I'll go with Bob Hoskins. Okay. Uh, mine is actor as well, so I will go Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Your next card is also actor. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Okay. Uh, oh god there's the British actor he's, he's, I lost my marbles and I can never remember <laughs> which one of the which one of the so I'm going to go with uh, I'll just go for Rufi I'll say Dante Basco okay uh, mine is oh. all go ahead keep going, keep uh, going. Mine, I just uh, remember other actors in it I just got an actor as well and I'm going to say you know what just for the sake of a deep cut I'm going to say Glenn Close mm-hmm. <laughs> oh not in the boo box oh <laughs> This is why I love playing this game with you. Uh, you have the movie card. All right. So we're in hook. Uh, all right. So that gives me roll. Uh, I will go Tinkerbell. All right. And that finishes it. We got it all right. No, uh, we haven't gotten a quote. We didn't get a quote. We haven't, got, we haven't gotten a quote, but your next one is the cut. All right. So there we go. 
Because that was funny, because I was thinking about, I was like thinking all the actors. Like, oh, and that's when I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. As I remembered, I was like, Julie Roberts, that's right. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're cutting. So now that's we're swiping the slate clean. So it's back to you. You're flipping that card over, and you're starting anywhere you want to go. All right, so I have the roll card. Oh, man. Oh, God. I know. I know. So many choices. Um, ooh, all right. I'm going to go Cyrus the Virus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you have this is my wheelhouse, baby. You have the roll card as well. All right. And so I will say, um oh dang it. Um uh oh god. This um I'm right there with you because I can't think oh, of a oh, lot of I got it, I got it. Sally can't dance. Oh, nice one. because uh, I was trying to think of uh Danny Trejo's character's name and I couldn't remember the right number. Oh yeah, that's right. So I think I I just then I just got Sally can't dance from that. So uh, okay. I have the quote card, uh, and I will just keep it simple and say, "Welcome to Con Air." Yeah. Uh, you have the movie card. Con Air. <laughs> uh, I have the actor card. I will say John Cusack. Yes. Uh, and you have the actor card as well. All right. So we just finished it though. So we got our quote. We got our movie. We have our roles. And with John Cusack, we just did. Uh, we just finished that take. So uh, now, roll quote actor move. Oh yeah, you, you're right. We did. Yeah. So you said what was my card? Actor. Actor. So now I'm jumping to a new movie using something from Con Air. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, I'll, I'll keep it simple, and I'm gonna say Tom Hanks. Oh crud! There's there's more options. Off of that. <laughs> Tom Hanks. We'll, keep, we'll we'll go with Tom Hanks and see where you go with it. Well. Hold on. So you went John Cusack, Tom Hanks. Not John Cusack. Oh, no. You went. Any. There's an, an actor, at least one actor in. Um, oh, my God. See, now we can. Do you guys realize John Cusack and John Malkovich? Both in reading John Malkovich. Um, <laughs> it's true. But but yeah, so I'm using I'm using Tom Hanks because he starred in a movie with one of the actors. So now if I so now there. if I. I have to, whatever my next card is, I have to do something from that movie or theoretically. Any... It has to be a Tom Hanks movie that has somebody else from Connor. Oh man. It... Okay. Oh, you might've stumped me, but here we go. Okay. So I have, a... you'll kick yourself when you, when you, when you realize it. All right. So but... I have, I have the quote card. Um, oh man. Okay. A Tom Hanks uh... movie for, that he is in a movie with. Yeah. So somebody from Connor. Is it and at least at least there's probably multiples to be honest. Oh, oh, um, oh, oh! I know the movie. I need a quote, um, or at least. Oh no, hold on! I'm thinking of the wrong actor. Oh, I was thinking Green Mile, but I was confusing Ving Rhames with Michael Clark Duncan. Mm-hmm. Oh man! All right, but that's okay. I wasn't thinking of the Green Mile. Okay. But I'm thinking of an award-winning film that Tom Hanks is in with the somebody Tom, from... That Tom Hanks is in. Oh, man. Do you, uh, so, uh, well, let's be, I'll help you out. I'm going to help you out. So, Nick Cage's buddy on the plane oh, ride. Oh, yep. I know it. Um, uh, uh, and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> that's my there quote. Is. Uh, so, your next card is the roll card. And so I'll say Forrest Gump. All right. Uh, I have reverse angle. All right. So now in a two-player game, that literally means it goes back to you and you get to lay another card. Which I'm I'm actually out of cards. 
what? You just won. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and your next quote would have been the quote card. So stupid days, stupid does. I like. You know what? I really do like this game too. It is a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Um, do we want to do one more round and then we'll go into your announcement? Absolutely. Let's do it. All Let's right. have some fun. Yeah. All right. So let's deal ten more cards. Three, four. Half the time when we're like doing conventions, as you're dealing out, like we we start off dealing ten cards. But then it's just like when it's like, okay, let's go. We're just like, duh, duh, duh. there's an even amount. Okay, go. <laughs> no, it could be 30 cards. Who knows? Uh, I'll let you kick things off this time uh, right. for this round. And your first quote, your first card is the quote card. The quote card. All right. I'm going to go broad just to start. And I'm going to say, you should have gone for the head. <laughs> All right. Good one. Uh, I have the actor card. And I will say, um,. We'll just share that scene. I'll say Chris Hemsworth. All right. Uh, you have the cut card, so we are starting. Uh, bye-bye, Infinity War. <laughs> wow, that didn't last too long. I know. Sometimes that's like the, both the joy and the sadness. Is Like when you're in a movie you love, you're like, man, I can't wait to quote this all. Somebody cut or somebody, oh, man, damn it. Oh, God. <laughs> so now does that does the next card go to you or does it go to me? Uh, so who played the cut card? You, you did. did. You did. I did. Yes. Yeah, so you get to go. Okay. I cut. It literally, that, that's my turn. You get to start it up wherever you want to. Okay. Uh, I have a quote card to start things off, and I will say, oh, man, there's just so much material out there. I know. <laughs> um, that makes it difficult. But I will say, um, great Scott. There we go. Oh, uh, classic. Uh, I hope they never, never remake that. Oh, I'm, a, I'm with you 100% on that. That is my holy trilogy, my friend. Mm -hmm. It's back to the future. Uh, you have the roll card. All right. So I will say, um, let's go Biff Tannen. All right. Uh, I have the quote card. I will say, what are you looking at, butthead? Mm -hmm. You have the actor card. And I will say, uh, Crispin Glover. Okay. I have oh God, another quote card. Um, uh, okay, there's so many. Uh, I know. It's funny. It's like, there's so many classic, iconic lines in the film. He's like, and I can't think of a single damn one of them. <laughs> um, I will be mayor one day, and I'm going to clean up this town. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you have the actor card again. All right, and I'll go uh, Leah Thompson. All right. I have the roll card. I will go with Einstein. Nice. Uh, you have a quote card. Yeah, because we still haven't named the movie, have we? No, we haven't. I've got a quote card. Yes, you do. So um, quote card. Um, so I'll be like, "You are my density." <laughs> uh, and we have the movie card, which I Back to the Future. Boom. So that clears that. That cuts yep. that. So now I'm going to be jumping to some other movie utilizing some aspect of Back to the Future. All right. All right. First card is the quote card. The quote card. So I'm going to give a quote from a movie that is somehow connected to Back to the Future. All right. So there's so many places we can go. Uh, and everyone always just wants to go to, like, Teen Wolf. Uh, so, which is hard to do because there's not that much. There's beyond. not much quotable stuff from that. Movie. I want a keg of beer. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to go in a different route and we're, oh, you know, there we go. Here we go. This is what we're going to do. Finding the right one to go to. So I always love doing this. Oh man, my brain's not working. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, crud. Um, oh, here we go because nope, he's in part two. 
<laughs> he's in part two, not part one. Uh, oh, the other guy's in part one. That's Lorenzo Lamas is in part one. Billy Zane is in part two. All right, so we're going to stick with, um, you know, it's so hilarious. Right now, like you, like there's so many movies that Christopher Lloyd is in, and I'm completely forgetting every single one of them, except for things to do in Denver when you're dead. Oh, God, uh, I, I, the first movie, and you can use it or not, but the first movie my mind goes to with Christopher Lloyd outside of Back to the Future is Clue. Thank you. <laughs> that is what I wanted to do, because it was like, I'm, I'm like, things to do in Denver when you're dead or Adam's family. What the hell? Yeah. Clue. Yes. So, I'm giving a quote. All right. I'm the butler, sir. I butler. I butler. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Such a good movie. Uh, I have actor, so I will go with Leslie Ann Warren. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the actor card. And I will say Tim Curry. Okay. Uh, I have the movie card, so Clue. Uh, and that gives you the roll card, which will cut this take. Evidence. That's right. That uh, uh, will say uh, Colonel Mustard. Okay. Um, all right. So that so cuts, now you're jumping. That cuts with, the take. Where you go? Yep. Uh, I have the actor card, so I have to name. So, yeah, somehow you're going to name an actor who's in a movie that is somehow connected either by the an, an actor who's in Clue or, you know, once you get, you know, as you and I know from playing the game multiple times, you can connect it via quotes, you can connect it via roles. Uh, but typically, yeah, you'll want to connect uh, by another actor. So name an actor who's in a movie with one of the actors who's in Clue. All right, we're going to really test your knowledge with this one because I got I think, one. I think I know already. Let's see if, let's see if right. my brain are working. Um, I'm not going Spinal Tap if that's what you're thinking. No, I didn't think you are going Spinal Tap. Okay, uh, I'm going to say actor uh, Brendan Fraser. God, that was not expected. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. And this is another guilty pleasure movie of mine that I love. From Clue. There's an actor from Clue who is in a movie with Brendan Fraser. Now, is this Encino Man? No, it's not Encino Man. All right. All right. So I thought you were going to go, I thought you were going to go like, like old school, old school, and you're going to go like name the actor. You're going to go like Tom Cruise. I'm like, I know this one. All right. <laughs> Brendan Fraser from, from, from Clue. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, this is good. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe? Blast from the Past? No, it's not Blast from the Past. That's another classic one. That is. Oh, this is good. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, but I, don't, I couldn't think of anybody who's in clues in that. I'm hoping uh, you've seen this movie. I hope so, too. I probably have because I love Brendan Fraser. Um, Which, by the way, side note, Doom Patrol is fantastic. Oh, uh, good. I haven't watched it. Right now I'm doing Umbrella Academy, and Doom Patrol is next on my list. Doom Patrol is uh, very, is easily one of the best superhero pilots I have ever seen, and the nice. second episode was just as good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and so much of this, like especially if you're like with, a, with an Umbrella Academy, I've never read the graphic novels, so I'm keeping sitting there like... Have you have you watched it at all? I haven't, but it's it's on my okay. list. But, but I'm just like I'm like okay, because like some of the characters, you know, you're kind of like okay, when's this going to happen? Like when am I going to find out about this? Because uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm, so I don't know if it's going to happen. All right, so Brendan Fraser, the next, <laughs> next guilty pleasure movies means like The Mummy, uh, but that's like Arnold Vosloo and Jerry O'Connell and and nobody from Clue is in that. Nope. Um, uh, the girl who plays Yvette, she's been in a million movies. I can never remember her name. Um, uh, I can give you another actor from that movie if if yeah, give me another you. actor from that movie. Then. Um, so you have Brendan Fraser. I'll give you another actor, and I will say Steve Buscemi. Oh, 
Okay. Okay. You know what's <laughs> funny? I was thinking Mike, uh, Michael McKean. Yeah. So, so okay. So uh, you got the actor. Okay, good. So I know where we are. So yes. what am I doing? I just, uh, okay. You have no the worries. movie card, and that is your last card, Airheads. by the way. Airheads. Airheads. Yes, you have seen it. Yes, I have. It's a great movie. The it Lone is. Ranger. <laughs> ah! How can you be? Joe Montana. Yes. Was just, you know, he was so good as the uh, kind of... Uh, uh, what's his face from? Um, uh, he's he was almost like a much cooler version of um, like Stern or uh, Bog. No, no, no. Uh, Eric Bogosian from Talk Radio. Yes. Like his whole character from that. Like Joe Mantegna was just such like a more kind of that same angst and anger and frustration in in uh, in a much cooler body. Yeah, uh, and yeah. that clears your hand too. Dang! Oh look, we tied it. Yep. Yay, we're tied. I won one. You've won one. <laughs> Does that mean we have to do a third? That is, we have to have a winner. Well, what's, here's the thing, though. I think the way it's been playing is that whoever starts it wins the round. How Typically, you... yeah. So it, if, if there's no kind of shift, right? If there's no kind of shift, then that's typically the way it's going to work. Okay. Uh, especially in like a four or five player game. Like if nobody does any of the strategy cards, like reversing angle or uh, nobody kind of gets, goes a little bit deeper to stump, it will usually end up being if you laid the first card, you're going to win the game. Yeah, and I think I mean I I think if we play a third game, that's pretty pretty much just what it's going to come down to again. Yeah, um, you'd start and then you'd win. Yeah, so you are the winner, Ben. <laughs> ben wins. It's fun though. I mean, we found a new way to play it, especially over uh, over audio. Yeah, it makes it, and that that's one of the things. Like people, like when we start, when we were doing stuff with the movie with the beginning, it's like, oh, you guys should podcast this. And in my head, I'm like, how would you do this? And it's easy. You just have to talk through it. Just like they did back in the old talk radio days. Like, well, let me go over and get myself a fresh drink. Where's your ice tray? Clink, clink, <laughs> clink, 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 clink. Ah, oh, this scotch is fantastic. Ah, you know, whatever. It'd be cool but, if you could find a way to develop an app for it as well. It would be. The one the, the one thing kind of uh, stipulation I have on that is I don't want to use AI. I want it to be like you're playing against people all around the world. Yeah. Because I want it to still be that connect and and like prove your power against other people and, and then it's a lot harder because how like the main thing is like the quotes how do we how do we get the quotes in there and like, without actually connecting to like the internet movie script database and which is going to somehow have to run through every single movie and and find yeah, yeah it, it's tough but the good thing is i don't have to worry about that because i don't i don't make apps there you so go if there's <laughs> out there who's making an app about it uh then let me know cool. uh, we'll <laughs> we'll catch you in on the <laughs> If we can find a way to do it, we'll find a way to do it. Exactly. Uh, so that only leaves one thing left to do. Uh, and you, sir, have an announcement to make. And I'm, do. I'm excited because, again, uh, I, you know, when we talked about doing this, I told you I didn't want to know. I yeah. wanted to be completely in the, uh, in, the, in the dark about this, too. So I don't have a clue what this announcement is. Do you, do you have in your mind you think you might know what it is? When when you said it may or may not have to do with Purvis Games, um, I I didn't have a clue before that. And then when you said it may or may not have anything to do with it, I have even less of a clue. <laughs> I had a vague notion. <laughs> yeah. It's a whisper of a memory. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I really have – I don't have any idea what this announcement could be. All right, cool. This is good. Uh, so, yeah, so we, we started, like I said, just – to, to kind of preface this slightly, uh, you know, build up the momentum. So we started doing Movie Buff, and we started, you know, we had a few years in on that. We had some great success with that, and we started Purvis Games, and we had an amazing 2018 with that. And, and my wife and I 
we're sitting and talking about uh, you know what we do and like we went from doing like 40 and 50 conventions every year uh, to you know you know finding ways like how can we kind of expand that you know how can we expand it past just the weekend jaunts and packing everything up and so uh, what we uh, what we wanted to do and what we found uh, I don't even know like how to lead it up to it anything other than just <laughs> saying it, right this this so my wife and I have been talking about this for a while we spent the last like five months trying to figure out how to do it and we kind of like got all of the you know, it's still some work happening on the back end. But what we decided to do is we are opening a game cafe. Oh, that is awesome. Uh, in Frankfort, Kentucky, which is about uh, 45 minutes from where we live. But we found this amazing, we got this amazing opportunity, found this amazing space uh, that's currently being renovated, that we're working with them on renovating it. Uh, and we're going to be serving hot food and we're going to have our games, and, and we have a big 30-person uh, like conference room where people can meet and play and eat. And so we are, uh, we're, we, are, we are opening a game cafe, uh, and it's called Finnegan's after uh, <laughs> our son. And so we do have social media. It's not active yet because we literally just put it together. Uh, <laughs> so um, we will be going live. Like this is the exclusive, Ben. Like I said, you've got the exclusive. No one else really knows about this yet. Yeah. But you can on uh, – we are – I'll just give the plug in. If you want to like us now, you can find out more about us later. Uh, it's on, on, on Instagram and Facebook. It's at Finnegan's Playhouse. And on Twitter, because Twitter is very unique, it's just at Finnegan's P. <laughs> Would let us get the rest of the word out. So yeah, you can like us and follow us, and we'll be we'll be making announcements about stuff, and we'll be posting pictures. Uh, like literally, I have tons of pictures of the uh, kind of uh, uh, the the space in its unglory as it's all broken down and being built, and and that we're working with them and they're working with us about what we want to have added to it. And it's a really amazing opportunity to get these games and we're going to have amazing food. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so we're super excited to take everything we've been doing for the last year with Purvis games. We just had this golden opportunity to kind of take it from, you know, three days a week to five or more days a week. Uh, and just getting uh, more opportunities and seeing more faces and getting these games in people's hands. And, uh, it does take away from us doing conventions, uh, but you know, it's it's an opportunity to kind of grow, grow the business, but also get uh, kind of more roots in the community that we can then blossom from and uh, make a, a bigger explosion on on the con market, you know, con scene when we can make uh, you know hit up spots. But yeah, so we're opening a game cafe. That's that's sick. that's really cool, and I, I love the fact that you've named it, uh, you know, after your after your kid and. Um, you know, that's that's something that he'll be able to cherish as he gets older. Is, oh, know. yeah. He's definitely growing up in it. We're going to, like, put him to work. <laughs> <laughs> and and all I know is uh, when you guys make your grand opening, I want to be there. So, right. you know, you let me know and I will come down to Kentucky and uh, I will I be there it. for the grand opening. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. We're like, yeah, we're going to be it's a it's a work in progress. It'll be a few months out. But. We uh we're we're working with the with the, the designers and the, we've got like uh you know all and there's some of the pictures we'll post we've got like the color schemes carpet samples and like a, a virtual layout of what the space is going to be so uh, we're the the seating space and there's an outdoor place and there's like a farmers market that hits up there uh, once a week in the summertime like we're super excited about it it's going to be going to be an amazing opportunity for us and grow 
uh, and it's kind of like it's just it's overwhelming. We didn't even think, you know, we didn't even think it was possible. And then uh, we just got a lot of blessings and a lot of just amazing opportunities came our way and then it's just like we can't pass this up we've got to make the opportunity like and it's all partly because of all of the people that have been supporting us from day one with movie buff to when we changed and became purpose games and now we're doing this with finnegan's place uh it's it's just this like growth that's become because all of us we the little people we got together supported each other helped and then, like, we raise each other up because that's what we can do. Like, I'm ahead right now, and I'm going to reach back and pull somebody up with me. And then you're going to be ahead, and you're going to help out. And, like, having me on your podcast, like, when you told me you wanted to do this, I was just in awe and thankful <laughs> to you because you have had you've had amazing celebrities on your podcast. And I'm thinking to myself, Ben wants me a not celebrity, you know, a, a, a only like locally <laughs> famous person on the podcast in 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 the same virtual room as uh some of the brightest stars in our universe you know i'm just like this is outrageous i can't believe that that i get to be on the same level as these guys well i mean it's well, it, but it's also the fact that too like it, you, like just like you said we have to support each other in our own way so i mean i i've been lucky enough over the course of the five years to kind of build this platform up to what it is and yeah i've had <laughs> some great people on but everybody is great in their own way when they yes. you know when they come on here so like you're doing things now to reach out and be a part of the community which is just as great as anybody who's promoting like a season premiere or anything like that if not bigger so i have this platform and of course you know with the audience behind it i want to do what i can for people that i know mm -hmm. um that are doing great things in their own way to promote them as well and that's one of the reasons why absolutely i wanted to have you on this and talk about this so i was i was just the same way like with with you saying how i asked you to be on here i was the same way how i reached out to you saying like hey let's make it an exclusive for the podcast this announcement and yeah. when you said yeah i was like oh that's awesome like that's fantastic because that for me even it was just like oh i get to have like this exclusive thing this is dope. <laughs> yeah. we have our members only jackets on right now <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> nobody else knows until we post this then everybody knows um, yeah. No, it was just like, I love that idea of being, and as soon as you said it, you know, is this business related? I want the exclusive. I was like, that's so cool. Done. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm really excited. I think a game cafe is a great idea because they're, they're still up and coming, but you know, when they are pop, when they pop up around, there's always a big popularity behind them of people that want to go and want to check them out. There's, there's yeah, one exactly. that just reached out. There's one that just opened up recently here in the Philadelphia area that I've still yet to go to. Um, but I, I want to. So the fact that if this is something that you're doing, this is right in your wheelhouse uh, as far as gaming goes. So I'm definitely excited uh, for you. this. Thank you. We're we are we are over the moon at the opportunities we've been given with this. And like I said, it's it's still a few months out until we get the actual space up and running. It'll actually probably be summertime. But we're going to be working towards stuff, and uh, we're going to be doing a lot of posting and social media growth and raising awareness on there over the next probably within the next we'll start in the next couple weeks uh and then we're going to kind of expand it further once we get into the new space and once we're in the new space it's going to be like 
daily kind of live streams, short live streams, like I guess we'll call them live bursts uh, <laughs> of us doing things, talking about what game we'll be playing later or the food specials we got going on. And we've got ideas. We've got ideas for uh, for both food specials and other fun things that can come into play <laughs> because I've always been a big fan of a food challenge. So who knows what could come? Yeah. Um, yeah, as soon as we started talking the idea, my wife and I started running back and forth about ideas for, because uh, uh, there's a guy named Randy Santel who's uh, he's Atlas. He's done like he's done like 700 food challenges and, and and just crushes them. And I watch him. I'm just like, this is amazing. He just ate a five and a half pound sandwich. Uh, oh, so it's like this is something I want to do. We have an idea. We have an idea for for a thing. I can't tell you. No, that's fine. Just, I can't tell you until it's revealed. I'll tell you not. I'll tell you not on the air. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that so works. That, yeah, because it's just like this idea is kind of like, ooh, I I don't know why someone hasn't already thought of this. It's the same thing like when we did movie buff. We're like, how come no one's thought of this? It's so simple. What? No yeah. one has come up with this idea for this game. Done. Get on it right now. Let's go, Justin. Boom. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got a lot of ideas. So we'll be doing uh, like you know short live streams throughout the day talking about whatever, and we're going to do a lot of kind of uh, social awareness, uh, social media awareness, and growing it getting people on board with what we got going on and uh, and then having kind of a big a big kind of as big as we can grand opening once we get the space fully renovated ready to rock and roll in the summer. Yeah. Well, I you know when that time comes whether it's the summer or whenever it happens to be uh if we can make you know next level which is the podcast network this is on a part of it we will uh if depending on where we are with the con we'll definitely do something teaming up there if we can and awesome if, yeah if, if nothing else uh whether we can get the podcast involved or not whether we can get the con or not uh, involved or not um if nothing else i will be there for your grand opening just as a friend to support thank the venture you. thank you so much i very so, much appreciate that yeah, so that's exciting. It's it, that's exciting. I'm I I was thinking in the back of my mind it could be an expansion or no, or another version of Movie Buff, uh, and that was what I was thinking before you said it. It may or may not pertain to Purpose Games. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just like, I don't really know how how it pans out because it technically is, but it's not. It's a different company. But we're gonna have all the games there, and we're still gonna sell them. And I'll have a copy of Movie Buff on me at all times. So I don't know. It's gonna <laughs> You'll yeah. just pull a deck of cards out of your back pocket and just start yeah, playing. Yeah, I Buff. feel like at certain times I'll be like, "Hey, you think you're a movie guy? Okay, challenge me. Okay, twenty percent off your meal. Good job. All right, buddy. But you know, whatever. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So it'd be crazy <laughs> stuff like that because that's the whole thing. Just get people having fun. This this the world is is a little bit crazy right now. We need to have more fun. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. That's a cool announcement. I'm glad you got to share that with me. Thank you. I'm, thank I'm, you. Thank you for being the first person to hear about it. And I'm excited for what others are going to think about it as well. Yeah. Because now that we've made the official, you know, we've, we've broken the seal. I have a, you know, we have a couple more. We're going to do the live stream on, on the Purpose Games Facebook page uh, probably, uh, you know, in the next couple of days. Uh, and we'll make the announcement then, too, if people have been dying. I mean, we've been kind of teasing it for a couple of weeks now. Just because we finally got the news about it, but yeah, we were going to get all like you said, we're going to get the ducks in a row and, and and make sure that it was full, you know, full stop, you know, ready to rock before we could make that launch. Because that's the one thing I hate. I hate making the announcement and then have to go back and be like, guys, sorry, yeah, um, I got to backtrack a little bit. I thought I had it, then the car broke down, guys. Can't make the movie. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, well, stick around because I, I, we're going to talk a little bit more off the off the recording. Um, but just to wrap up the recording, uh, reiterate, people can find you on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Purvis Games is, is for uh, the game company. PurvisGames.com uh, and then PurvisGames at gmail.com if anybody wants to reach out to you. 
pertaining to uh, getting involved with, you know, putting a game out there or possibly just teaming up with you in some way or another. Absolutely. So, uh, but I'm so glad we finally got to do this and um, we're definitely going to do this again once the, the game cafe is up and running and we can promote it some more. And uh, hopefully by that time, we'll be further along with the con development and maybe we can work some stuff there. And uh, But I'm excited. And uh, again, thank you for being able to, to share this with me and playing movie buff and everything. Like this was Absolutely. just a thank load you, of fun. This was great. I loved it. So uh, as for me, you can check out, you know, as well as this podcast, all the other podcasts on the Next Level Podcast Network, uh, thenextlevelnetwork.com. We have a new website, which is that. Facebook.com slash thenextlevelnetwork. And then all of the other podcasts on there, the DC Primetime Podcast, uh, the Lost Podcast, Panels to Pixels, so many other podcasts, and the Man with a Pan Podcast coming soon. Uh, But until next time, this has been The Spotlight. We'll see you down the road.